0: All right, here we go. Welcome to this edition of the Showcasing College Baseball podcast, powered by College Recruit Prep. I'm your host, Ross Hawley, and I want to thank you for spending some time with us, wherever you might be watching or listening from. If this is your first time uh, with us, welcome. Go give us a follow on our Facebook group page at Showcasing College Baseball, or visit us on the World Wide Web at collegerecruitprep.com. Enough of the admin stuff, and on to today's episode and guest on today's episode. The gentleman I'm talking with is a straight up dude. I'm thinking of all the things I'd like to say about this guy and how highly I regard him. Uh, But here's what comes to mind. Man of God, loyal, hardworking, dedicated, extremely knowledgeable, and a guy I would consider as one of the top young coaching talents in college baseball. Listen, this is the guy you want taking your sister to the prom. He's the guy you want mentoring your son. And he's the guy you want recruiting and coaching your son. That guy... Is Brandon Hunt, recruiting coordinator and assistant coach for the North Dakota State Bison. Brandon, thanks for joining us and welcome to the show, man. Holy cow! How about that intro, man? That's yeah. uh, I, I
1: I don't know how uh, how you follow that up, but uh, no, I appreciate it, man, and uh,
0: excited to be here. Good deal, good deal. I would be remiss if I if I if I didn't let the audience know this. Uh, Brandon and I go back. Um, I had the the pleasure of playing with this dude's older brother. Uh, in the middle infield and i'm and and this is how i got introduced to the hunts guys you're listening to this family you're listening to this uh this podcast this is one of the best families in, in in that you can find i mean up and down baseball knowledge uh men of god these are some good good guys and big shout out to you pastor brian out there and say it for me brandon manteca yeah manteca california yeah what's up brian man Brian 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 all right all right uh so welcome Brandon I I'm 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 excited to be chatting with you today man um I think what I'm really excited the most about um like I said earlier when we were chatting I'm a I'm a I'm a big North Dakota State fan obviously North Dakota State has uh you know an extremely good reputation in terms of the whole athletic department. Um, Anybody knows anybody that knows anything about sports knows that North Dakota state's one of the most uh, highly respected uh, athletic departments in the country. Um, As it relates to baseball, what stands out to me and what I want to kind of get, get you started with is I want to kind of hear what your, what your season preview is for North Dakota state. And, and, and I'll say this, Dude, I was looking through your, your schedule. Oh, my gosh. Guys, listen to this schedule real quick, okay? They start out a three-game set in Irvine uh, opening weekend. They go down to Long Beach State. Well, then they'll go over to Cal Poly Pacific. Then they're up at Oregon State. Then they go down to Southeastern Louisiana. Then they go to LSU. Uh, Brandon, I'm sitting there looking at this schedule, and I'm thinking – holy buckets i i i truly and i'm looking through i'm like dude i hope there there's gonna be some games on tv what's 2024 look for look like for you guys
1: yeah no it's uh so that that's that's one thing that we we believe strongly as a coaching staff that with where we're located geographically we know the first four to five weeks we're gonna be spending on the road it's just the way that it is um until uh until the the weather breaks. And and we know that uh, we can start to get some home games in during conference. So we just, we we made a commitment as a staff. This is our third year together that uh, if we're going to be on the road, we want to, uh, you know, hold strong to a couple of principles. We want to try to play the best non-conference schedule in America every year um, for a couple reasons. Number one, um, you don't get any better by, by playing competition that, you know whether it's below you or or you feel like it, it's some easy cupcake wins, rat, racking up a bunch of wins early. You don't get any better doing that. And then a lot of the times, in order to rack up a bunch of those wins, uh, you're not playing in great venues and great environments. And and quite quite frankly, you're not preparing you uh, for a regional tournament. And that, that's ultimately the the hope for um, every mid major program at the baseball level is to. Uh, do enough work to get yourself into a regional type of atmosphere, and you know, last year we were at Texas, at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. at Arizona, at Arizona State. Uh, we played in the Tony Gwynn Classic out in San Diego, um, and 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 we we took our lumps early. Uh, we went one and we started the season one and seventeen last year, and there were certain times where, as a coaching staff. Um, you know, you meet in the hotel rooms after the game, we're going, what did we put ourselves <laughs> up against? Right. I mean, but, but at the end of the day, like we truly believed of those 17 losses, I think we went back and looked at them. I think 12 of them were by three runs or less. Right. And, and we knew our guys were competing and we knew that they were playing really well. Now our overall record was trash and our statistics going into conference was not very good, but at the end of the day, you, you give the players a ton of credit. Um, for knowing and understanding that this was going to make us better. And, and it did, we, we ended up, you know, last year we ended up finishing second in in the league behind Oral Roberts, who ended up making a a super or a a world series um, appearance. And uh, we we just weren't playing well enough down the stretch. So, you know, fast forwarding into 2024 uh, we lost two underclassmen pitchers. We had two underclassmen pitchers. Cade Feeney got drafted by the Boston Red Sox. And then Carson Jacobs uh, signed an undrafted free agent deal with the Chicago White Sox. So those are going to be two big pieces that uh, obviously we need to fill, but we we feel comfortable with the group. And um, we know that our first 20 games are going to be another juggernaut of a schedule. And um, I think part of it goes to the recruiting process of trying to recruit, trying to recruit guys that have a chip on their shoulder that look forward to that. Um, And the conversation that we have with, with all of our guys is, if you told your 10 year old self that in eight to 10 years, you were going to be getting a chance to go up against the best of the best, you'd jump at that opportunity. So why, why should it be any different now? So um, yeah, so we're, we're excited. We're, I I think we're 21 days away from, from our first game and um, you know, UC Irvine's got a really good club. So despite the fact that we've got a really tough non-conference schedule, we're, we're not looking past anything because we know UC Irvine, they may end up being the best of them all, who knows, because um, they, they got a really good program out there. So it's a it's an awesome group of kids at North Dakota State. I love them. They, they work their tails off. They're very coachable. And and that's a big piece to it is finding the right fit as a coaching staff to find guys that want to be coached. And and I feel like we've got that.
0: You know, you, you bring up a good point and And to me, I know enough about it and I know enough about NDSU. Um, but to the audience that maybe doesn't know about NDSU, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of lead you into this next, um, you know, topic I'd like to you discuss. I feel like NDSU athletes, student athletes, are cut from a different cloth. Um, I, I really do, and 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 I, I mean this. I got to play up uh, in um, Grand Forks, North Dakota, one summer in 2000. The people of North Dakota, that area is so beautiful. It is such a nice place. And 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 I I was blown away with how kind everybody was, but how hardworking everybody was. Um, I feel like when I think of North Dakota State, I think of um, hardworking, hard nosed, gritty. In a and I mean this in a complimentary way, dirt bags. Uh, that said. Give me the qualities. You're out on the, you're the recruiting coordinator. You're out on the trail. Uh, Give me the qualities of the type of guy that, that you guys are recruiting both physically and in the the intangible stuff. Yeah. That's, um,
1: you know, touching on a few of the things that uh, that you just talked about the the Fargo community, you know, call call it what you want to call it, call it blue collar, call it hardworking, call it what, whatever you want to call it. Um, It is a tight knit, community mm-hmm. and it is NDSU all the time. Um, you, you come up for a football game and there is, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like 19,000 screaming fans in the Fargo dome and going nuts in the basketball arena and, and, uh, and Fargo is a baseball community too. We, we, we play at a professional park with uh, an independent team called the Fargo Moorhead Red Hawks and it's a beautiful stadium. And, and uh, you know, so from, from an attendance standpoint, when the weather does break up here, we, we get really good attendance as well. Um, because people are just really passionate about supporting the student athletes of NDSU. And, and I've been fortunate enough to coach it enough places to know that it's not always like that. You, you don't always find that. So when, when you do find um, a college town and a community that, that truly supports its student athletes, there's, there, there's nothing like it from a, from a, from a college coaching and from a college playing uh, perspective uh, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hidden gem. You know, if you ask me from, from that perspective is yeah. you, you'd be amazed at how many people are, you know, that, that may, maybe they, maybe we're recruiting, a, a a young man outside of kind of the the Midwest area. And when you get them here, you'd be amazed at, at just their reactions to exactly what you were saying, like how nice Fargo is, how nice the people are, the facilities that we have to offer the, the fan support. Um, you you take you take a, a a college baseball recruit through the football tailgate and they they don't know if they're at, at NDSU or if they're at in the SEC. I mean it, it's it's that legitimate, yep, yep. you know, and and the support is just so cool. So, you know, when when you talk about the recruiting piece of things, um, every school is going to be unique. And and again, going back to to my my career as a coach, I've gotten a chance to be at enough different places. I've, I've been a division two assistant. I've been a division two head coach. I've coached at the power five level. And then I've, you know, now I'm at, at North Dakota state and at each different stop, you've had to recruit slightly differently, um, based on the, the, the different majors that your school offers d- based on the size of the school, based on the size of the town, based on the level of play. Um, when when I look at what wins here at North Dakota State more than anything else is you find a bunch of guys that have a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. They may have built up some scar tissue from life in general. Could be baseball related. Could could be non baseball related. But they've got they've got some scar tissue built up. Not everything's been easy for them because at the end of the day, like we know that the 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 track record for winning here, the foundation for winning here is h- how are you going to handle adversity? Because you're, you're, it ain't easy coming up here. I, I every recruit, I'm I'm extremely honest with them, and I tell them, you got to be kind of crazy to come to Fargo, North Dakota, and play <laughs> Division One baseball. I'm just going to be honest with you, and if you're okay with that, like if we find the right type of crazy, you're going to fit in here just perfect, you know. But. Yeah. For for some kids that you know, I, I tell them that and you can kind of hear the phone go silent on the other end and I'm going, well, they might not be the right fit for us. But <laughs> yeah. um you soft. Know, and, and yeah, well, and you yeah, only find true. you only find that out by having multiple conversations and trying to build that relationship and because building a really strong, tight knit, close group of guys that are tough and have a chip on their shoulder and they know they're gonna handle adversity. Like that's, what's going to win here more than anything else. So, um, a a lot of that can't be defined by a skill set. You just have to get to know the kid and you have to figure out if it's going to be the right fit. And and you don't know that unless you've watched them play and maybe you've watched them fail a little bit. Maybe they've, they've made some mistakes, you know, but at the end of the day, you just got to build that relationship and continue to lean on them and continue to love them. And, and eventually you find the right group of 35 to 38 guys that, uh, you know, would, would give anything to, to, to play for the brother
0: next to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Brandon, I, I want to dig in on that a little bit. Um, because in my head, I have an idea like what I would be watching if I was out watching games that, you know, you're, you're rec- out recruiting guys. Um, so I, I think it's a given physically, you're obviously trying to get the best talent you can get, but, 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 but from that, that, um, that mentality, like, give me some specifics of things that, that really will turn you on for a guy and say, boy, that's, that's, that's what we're looking for. Get, is it the way they run? Is it the way that give me some specifics?
1: Yeah. In terms of the the physical, the tangible. Yeah. Tricks,
0: yeah. yeah. So
1: in general, um, the, the most broad way to put it is we are looking for guys that we, we feel like have a high ceiling. So, when when I'm going out to watch, uh, you know, college baseball games and or or high school high school baseball recruits, I'm not necessarily watching the product that is currently on the field as it exists because, qu- quite frankly, we just we know that we have to thrive on player development. That's the only way that we are going to be competitive and remain competitive. Is that if we as a coaching staff, whether it's on the mound, whether it's behind the plate, infield, outfield, offensively, defensively, it doesn't matter. We have to be really good at taking that kid from where they are when they get on campus to, you know, over the course of four years, you know, what, what they're going to be. So, from my perspective, when we're trying to recruit longer and lankier players that maybe are not as filled out from a developmental standpoint. Um, and sometimes when what sometimes what that means is when we go out and watch, they don't stand out right now, right? So um, you may look at a kid that North Dakota State is recruiting and kind of go, well, nobody else is recruiting him. I wonder why they're recruiting him, um, you know, mm-hmm. from that perspective. But part of it is, and a little bit of it is a guessing game, is – what is this kid gonna look like in 15 to 20 pounds after because we, we really value the weight room? We really our, our strength coach Jason Miller is is one of the absolute best. He got his start at Long Beach State in the mid-90s when they were rocking and rolling, when they had Tulowitzki and Weaver and yeah. all those guys like that. That's where right. he came from. And he's done an awesome job with our guys. So we we truly do value the weight room and our ability to build big, strong physical players by the time they've gotten to their late sophomore junior year. So we're looking for athleticism. We're looking for maybe a slightly underdeveloped guy. Now that that doesn't mean if I go out and I watch a kid and I think, man, that kid could help us next year. I'm not going to not recruit him. I'm not looking for for bad players by any means. But a lot of the times I'm trying to find that guy that maybe you got to turn over a couple of stones and you talk to a high school coach and hey, this kid's committed, this kid's committed who who do you got that's been kind of flying up your radar and he's he's still a little bit hidden right now like who's that guy because that that's that's going to be the guy that's that thrives and you go back to your chip on your shoulder and a lot of times if if you recruit a guy that was on a high school team or a travel team and several of the players that he plays with are going to power 5s or they've got all these division 1 offers and this kid doesn't that kind of creates that little chip on his shoulder so sure. when he gets to campus he's like I'm going to end up being the best dude of them all. Like watch this, you know? So um, yeah. So, so overall, you know, I, I try not to get too hung up in the metrics of kid hits this fast or, you know, his exit velocity is this, or his pitch velo is this or his 60 time is this. Obviously there's a probably a minimum threshold that we look at for all of that sort of stuff. But like you take a guy on the mound that he's long, loose, he's whippy, maybe he's 83 to 85 right now. Our pitching coach, who is our head coach Tyler Oaks, he has had a field day with guys like that. Um we've got a kid on our roster right now who was that kid. He's from a tiny town in North Dakota. He's six foot six. He was eighty-three to eighty-five when we saw him in high school. He just threw a live pen yesterday. He was ninety to ninety-two. You well, know? hey. so that's 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 the type of kid, and that's the type of body and profile that we kind of know I think we can have success with that kid. No. When that development happens, everybody's going to be different. But we we do know that if you recruit guys that again they've got some of that toughness and they've got a little bit of upside in terms of maybe a, a higher ceiling in terms of development with what they're going to be. We 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 trust and we believe in our, our ourselves as coaches that we're going to be able to help that kid get to his peak, and ultimately he's going to be able to
0: help us in 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 no time. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll tell you what. I the, I, I you have. I've admired you for so long and the way you've gone about your business, the way you do things with integrity at all times. Truly, man. Uh, it's something that I that I that I I really respect of you. Uh, and uh, along those lines, I want. For the recruits out there listening, for the families out there listening right now with a guy that hi, that I know that you and Coach Oaks, you guys hold yourself to the highest standards when you're out there coaching these young men, you're out there recruiting, these, you guys are doing it the right way. Um, with that said, what are some red flags? Like when a, a guy like you with what what matters to you guys and your coaching staff, what are some red flags that come up when you're out on the recruiting trail?
1: Yeah, when it, um, you know, when it comes to actual recruits, like yeah, when I'm out, like out recruiting. When you start, yeah. when you
0: start recruiting a, a guy uh, or you start watching a guy and you're starting to make decisions on him, are there is there anything that jumps out as red flag like ooh maybe we we might want to stay away from that instead of instead of moving forward with this guy yeah I
1: I think the the number one thing that I run into probably red flag and it's and it's off field related quite quite honestly is uh, a poor communicator or or an inability to communicate um, I I'm well aware at at how often kids that are between the ages of 14 and 18 are on their cell phones, right? They're, they're, they're constantly by them, near them, whatever. So when I reach out to a kid and I don't hear anything for like two mm. to three days, one of two things is true. Either, either he's not interested in NDSU at all, which is okay. That's, that's not a problem. Or there's a lot of scatterbrained, this in there <laughs> that, that I'm kind of going, Oh boy. Okay. Is, is this going to be tough? You know, no, it's not an end-all, be-all, but like that's kind of one thing for me that I'm like, I know you saw the text, or I know you saw the call. Yes. Like, do you have the ability to be a good communicator? Because that's going to be a life skill, and that's you need to start learning that early, right? E- even if it's a matter of, hey, coach, I just got your text. Uh, I'm just going into a workout. Would love to touch base, or hey, coach, not interested. Fargo is really cold. Got wow. it. No problem, right? Um, so, so I think just just the, the, the ability to communicate is obviously one of those things that as the longer you go through the recruiting process, you just start to find again, some characteristics of guys that I do think, um, you know, are going to fit here and are going to fit in our style. And, And it can be as, as simple as, as a, as, as your ability to communicate, you know, whether it's text message or cell phone or email or whatever it might be. So that, that would be one thing I would touch on is, is, Even if you're not interested in the school, like do them the courtesy of just shoot a quick text back. Hey, coach, not interested. Right. And at the end of the day, believe us, every college coach has been told that a thousand times. We're really good at getting rejected. Like that's just (laughs) that's one of our greatest traits is that we've been told no a million times. Right. So um, you're going to you're going to earn your stripes from from that perspective. I don't know. When I go to the field, I I do, I pay attention to body language. It's going to sound, it's going to sound relatively cliche, but like we place a premium on our guys. We talk to them about it almost every day Uh about dominating your body language when stuff is not going well. And and quite, quite honestly, and, and, and maybe I'm a little, I don't know, sick in the head for this, but there's a lot of times when I go, watch a specific kid play, or I watch a group of players play, I'd almost prefer to see them have a bad game. Right. Yeah. Um, If you see them have a bad game or a bad game or two, I can learn a lot about a kid and his character and how, how he handles that adversity because ultimately like that adversity is going to come at some point, right. Throughout your college career, nobody's going to go into their college career and not be able to handle adversity throughout the four to five years that they're there I think you get a glimmer or you get a glimpse into when the kid's over three with three Ks and he's kicked two balls out at shortstop like what I don't expect you to be like fake energy, fake nice like be excited that you're having a terrible game but I do think that there's there's a premium and there's a value at in in recruiting guys that that um, can can show us that that I can continue to, become a productive player and be a productive player, despite the fact that my game today is an mm. absolute trash. Like yeah. I just, because that stuff happens, right? So you pay attention to the body language type of stuff. Obviously you're paying attention to just the type of teammate there. Like when they're in the dugout, does it look like their teammates like them? And it's, it sounds like a, sounds like a simple thing, but I've recruited enough guys that like you, you go around and you can, you can see this this recruit, like, he may be a really talented kid, but he's just kind of off on his own. Not that they're maybe the kid's a really quiet kid, which there's nothing wrong with, but you can tell pretty easily before the kid is – you know, before the, the team is starting a game, like, does it seem like his teammates enjoy to be around him? Um, that, that stuff matters to us, right, at the end of the day is because you, you can be a connector of people really easily – or you can be a guy that that starts to go off in your own direction really easily, and you just have to be cognizant of of all that stuff um, when you're when when you're trying to evaluate the whole package of, of a recruit when you go to watch him. So there's a lot that goes into it, but that that's probably a couple of the things I would touch on um,
0: just throughout the whole process. Okay, okay. Um, let's let's. I really want to I want to pick your brain on this next topic, um, and because it's such a, this time of the year, you guys are so busy. And I know that, uh, I think your number one priority is let's go out and win some ball games and let's go out and, uh, and handle our business out on the, on the diamond. Um, obviously the recruiting stuff never stops. Um, so I'm curious this time of year, uh, just for all the, everybody out there listening, you know, cause there's so many high school kids that want to play at your level. Um, what are the typical recruiting activities this time of the year for, for, for a, for a, a staff like yours?
1: Yeah, you're, you're hundred percent right. We, we are, we are all in on our guys every single day right now. Like we're, we're, we're in the sprint to the start line right now. So I, I, you know, the, the, the off-campus recruiting, we're really not doing any, there's, there's no off-campus recruiting right now. They're, they're, we do a few camps in the winter time where we're able to have some kids on camp. So a lot of that has been leading up to the past couple of months, trying to get some kids to, to some of our winter camps. You know, really for me, I don't get back on the road until, uh, probably a couple months from now. Um, and, and I try as best as possible not to, Um, recruit on the road while we are in season, but it's, it's getting tougher and tougher to not do that. Um, So a lot of times what, what I will end up doing is, is when we, you know, when we play Nebraska Omaha, um, you know, in, in a couple of months, what I'll do is I'll end up driving separate. And when the team goes back for the next couple of days, like I will bounce around to two or three different sites, whether it's a junior college game I need to see, or some high school kids I need to see, and then I'll connect back with the team in a couple of days so that the other assistants end up, end up managing that, you know, the, for Monday, Tuesday, and then I hook back up with the team on Wednesday, but you know, what, what I would tell, I I guess my, my biggest piece of advice, what I would tell high school recruits, you know, during this time is, you know, understand that, that college coaches are swamped right now when, when we're trying to prepare for our season. So the more you can do, to initiate on your end at this point is extremely helpful. And what what I mean by that is, I know a lot of kids are are getting ready for their spring season and they're getting ready they're they're doing a lot of um, you know, probably indoor training or outdoor training. As you're getting updated video, send it our way, right? Cuz it continues to um, it continues to keep you on the front the forefront and the the front of of our minds as we're going through it because intentionally or unintentionally like our focus is on our group of 35 guys right now, right? So recruiting tends to take a a little bit of a backseat, despite the fact that recruiting never stops. Like one of the number one pieces of recruiting in today's day and age is like, I got to recruit my own guys first. Like I got to make sure I'm investing in my current team right now, because if I'm not investing in these guys, if I get too focused on the kids that are are not at NDSU yet, you're going to start to lose some of your guys and, you know, that that you currently have on your roster right now. So it's something that we try to stay uh, cognizant of. It's something that we try to try to, to try to be passionate about is like, despite the fact that we have a group of 35 guys on our roster right now, we know in today's day and age, like that can change year in and year out. Um, so you got to continue to invest in your current roster and, and make sure that they know, like they're still valued. So that's kind of our focus right now. So from a recruiting standpoint, the more that recruits can like, uh, at least for me personally, I love it when recruits are updating me with, Hey, I just took some video. Hey, I just threw my last bullpen. Hey, I did this. That helps me to, to make sure that kids stand on the forefront because it does, you know, the the biggest thing for me is it shows an investment on their end that they're going through the process. and like, okay, this kid's genuinely interested. If he's, continuing to
0: update me and continuing to to keep in touch on his end man that's coach hunt like that is such good advice and and i i hear that all the time is you kind of cut it the the kid the the student athlete has got to recruit the the program as much as as uh you know vice versa um i i want i want to go i want to go dive a little bit deeper into that and just in a few more questions here brandon you've been awesome man yeah um specifically, like, let's just say Ross, Holly, Hey, I'm, I'm a, I'm a 2025 right now. And man, NDSU is, is a school that I'm extremely interested in. Um, Start to finish. Like, how do I get your attention? Right? Like what what do I need to do to get your attention? How do I kind of keep your attention type deal? And how do I, um, how do I navigate the process uh, with North Dakota state? And what would your advice be there?
1: Yeah. So, um any any connection that there obviously is, that that's that's a big thing for us. So so if there's a connection to North Dakota State, your high school coach, your travel ball coach, you have you have an advisor, you have somebody um that has a connection with us, that's that's generally kind of the ground floor in terms of like high school coach reaches out, uh travel ball coach reaches out. Hey, I got a guy that I, I think you would be really interested in right so that that always helps but if let, let's say it's somebody who really doesn't have any connection to, to north dakota state um i i think a number one uh do not uh, send a blanketed email um as a coaching staff we probably get upwards of several hundred of those a week okay and Ooh. what what i mean by a blanketed email is just make sure that if if you're reaching out to North Dakota state you better make sure you've done your research because like we've we read through these things every day right wow. and it's really easy for us um after about the first sentence to realize okay is this just come is this just a blanket email that's going out to 800 coaches which again there's there's a time and a place for that but as you start to get to the division 1 level like Hey, I'm interested in North Dakota State, and here's why. Right? Yeah. You've you've done a little bit of research. Maybe it's a major. Maybe it's um, you've got an uncle that lives in Fargo. Maybe you stop. Maybe you like the TV show Fargo. I don't care what <laughs> it is, but give give me something that's gonna kind of catch my attention and go. Hey, I, I it can be as simple as I saw the North Dakota State football team play on ESPN last year, and it looks that looked absolutely electric. Oh by the way I play baseball. Here's my YouTube link yeah. or here here you know here's my you know whatever profile. I I think that's that's ground level foundational kind of recruiting 101 is when you're reaching out to a school that you mm-hmm. think that you have interest in. Just make sure you've done uh the 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 basic research on that institution and tell me why you're interested in us um, from that perspective. Um you know it, it's I understand why kids do it, but I get, I get, I get hundreds of emails a week that say uh, I've been playing baseball my whole life. And and while that's great, like, I don't care. Like I, I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested in the fact I'm interested in the fact of like, that's, I, that's great that you've played baseball your whole life. I'm really excited for you. Why are you interested in North Dakota state? Right. So that's just been one that that I've noticed um, just over the course, you know, you start to see the same language over and over and over um, and at the end of the day like I want to know why you're you're reaching out to us in general is this going to 700 other coaches or are you genuinely interested in north Dakota state and, and if you are why are you interested um you know when I get those emails where there's a genuine interest um that 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 makes me that makes my ears perk up and I go okay I'm gonna do some research on this kid And I'm at, at a minimum I'm gonna reach out and and have a conversation and, and start the conversation and, and see where it goes from there so I think' it's, as much research as possible. And, and, and I understand the recruiting, recruiting is difficult. Like I, I get it. I, I don't, I don't envy um, a lot of high school recruits being, being of recruitable age right now, because it's, it's not easy, right? You, you, you don't know what questions to ask. You you don't want to come off as awkward. You don't want to, um, you know, feel like you're not getting recruited. So, so I, I, I understand that and, and I, I empathize with that, but at the end of the day, like my biggest piece of advice was, would be, you know, try, try to do as much research as you can as the schools that, that you think that you're interested create a list of however many you think 15 schools, five of them being like, these are probably a reach, you know, Uh, LSU, Texas, Arizona, whatever it might be. And for some guys, it might not be a reach for some guys. It will Uh, create a list of schools that like, you think are realistic options for you. Like you think your skill set fits that middle five and then also send out five to maybe, maybe programs like, I know I could play there right now, right? Whether it's a junior college or whether it's a division three school or what, you know, reach out to those programs as well. And through the course of that, and it doesn't have to be five, five and five, it can be 10, 10 and 10 or whatever it might be. And based off of the feedback that you get from those programs, then you can start to kind of hone in a little bit in terms of like, these are some of the schools that are genuinely interested in me. I, I think once you start to narrow down that list, then then you got to find a way to get yourself in front of that coaching staff, whether it's going to a prospect camp, whether it's you send them your schedule and you tell them like, hey, I'm going to be in your area. If you're going to be within two to three hours of that university, make sure that you give that coach multiple months notice, if possible, like, hey, I'm going to be in your area, any chance you can see me play here, right? Nice. Once you've kind of created a little bit of a realistic list, then you got you, you to gotta be a little bit proactive in terms of like, how am I going to get myself in front of them? For, for, some, for some schools, you're going to have to get on campus and go to one of their prospect camps, like that's going to be the only way you're going to get in front of them for some of them you might be able to to have them see you in the the general recruiting process but um you know you, once you start to build those relationships you can start to narrow down your list
0: a little bit and and figure out the schools that might be the right fit for you man that's that's really good stuff um i always find it i always find it strange that like what you just spoke was straight truth and logic okay and i always find it strange that when it comes to the recruiting process, everything's so chaotic. It doesn't work logically. And I'm and I and I'm and I'm and I don't say this like as a bad thing to the parents and to the to the to the family, to the kid, because you don't know what you don't know. But it's like we turn this recruiting stuff into something illogical. And it's I always feel like you coach because you want to help young men succeed. So if I'm a young man and I reach out to you and I'm truly asking you for advice and I'm truly invested in your answer, that seems to me like that would be a pretty logical way about going about it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Recruiting is, is very non-linear. Um, it is very yeah. uh, muddled. It is, it, it is not point A to point B to point C to point D like it's just not right. And and the more you try to make it that, I think the more you kind of spin yourself into a circle a little bit. Um, so, so much of it is, is you, you got to be your your, your, your own best advocate, um, which is hard, right? A, a lot of times it's hard for me to, um, if I'm a, if I'm a, a, a recruitable student athlete to, to kind of, put myself out there, right? Because we're all, we're, we're, we're scared of rejection. We're, we're, a, we're afraid to be told no, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, like you, you got to be your own best advocate and, and do, the, like I said, do the research on the schools with the understanding that like you, you might identify a school that is perfect for you. And unfortunately it's, it's not reciprocated on the other end. and And that stinks, right? That that's, That's a frustrating part of it. I I have to tell more kids no because of roster restrictions than I would want to, right. At the end of the day, there's, there's a, I, that, that's the toughest part of recruiting is basically crushing a kid's dream essentially and telling them that I know North Dakota state's your dream school. Unfortunately, like it's not going to be a fit. Like that's, that's the part that'll never get any easier for me or any other recruiting coordinator. So understand on our end, like, it ain't any easier for us, right? We, it's, it's tough for us too, but you gotta be willing to kind of put yourself out there and say, hey, I think this is the right place um, for me and here's why. And if you constantly are getting no from some of those schools, then maybe you need to move on to a different school, right? And I, I, think, that's, I think that's where some of the muddledness comes in is that you keep running your head into the same door and you're not getting any responses from that school. You're not getting any responses from anybody. Well, maybe you need to try a different door, right. Or maybe you need to try a different part of the country or um, I'm, I'm all for like, believe me, I've, I've told a lot, I've told plenty of kids like, Hey, I don't think North Dakota state's going to be the right fit. And their response is essentially, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, and then, you know, they continue to show up to camps and they continue now very rarely does it ever end up changing, but like there's, there have been certain kids who have been like, I think you're an idiot and I'm going to show you, you know, and that, that kind of fires me up. I kind of like that. Yeah. But at yeah. the end of the day, you, you also do need to make sure that like, you want to make sure that as much as you are invested in that school, that school is in, is is invested is mm. in, in you as well.
0: And, and so, so that it's going to be the right fit. Wow. That is excellent. Excellent. Brandon, I got one more question for you before we get to our, our final thoughts, <laughs> Um, I really want just, you know, a quick a a, a a quick little um bit of advice that you have for parents of of young men going through the college recruiting process. What what advice would you have for the parents? <laughs> that's that's a great question. Um
1: l- let as much as possible um I don't have kids. I I, I can only imagine um, how much you want to help as a parent. I can only imagine how, how much you want to help your kid fulfill their lifelong dream of becoming a collegiate athlete. Like I don't envy that position at all, but the, the as much as possible, allowing, allowing the kid to take the forefront and to take ownership um, of his or her recruiting uh, recruiting process, that's that's probably the biggest piece of advice that I could could have because at the end of the day, like you 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 do run into some parents that like, am I recruiting you or am I recruiting your son? <laughs> right at the end of the day, like you run into it more oftentimes than not. Is is that oh. maybe you have a mom or a dad that's living vicariously through the kid, and and you you end up on the recruiting visit. You know, you get a kid to campus and and the dad is asking more questions or the mom is asking more questions or the aunt or the uncle or whatever it might be. And I'm like, Hey, Johnny, do you, what do you got? You know, what, what, what questions do do you might have? So I think as much as possible, and I know it's you're threading the needle there because you're trying to give your kid advice and you're trying to help them along the process and you're trying to help them navigate when in all actuality, like the kid probably doesn't know what questions to ask. Right. So the mom and dad are just trying to, to help the process along. And, and I get that. I, I completely get that, but as much ownership as you can allow the recruit to kind of take in the process is kind of number one. And then you be there just to support them, like give them, give them helpful advice, give them, you know, Hey, here's what I heard. Did you hear the same thing? Or, Hey, here's a question that I might ask if we get a chance to meet with the coaches or, you know, try, trying as best as possible to, um, Support them, be an advocate for them, while not also
0: being the recruit themselves. I guess if that makes sense. Man, that makes makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Hunt, North Dakota State University. Man, I really appreciate this time. I want to just give you the the floor uh, for our audience with recruiting, with baseball in general. What any any final thoughts you have for for anybody that's listening to this uh, today?
1: Yeah, no, I, I just, I appreciate you having me on. It's, it's uh, it's always fun to catch up and, and talk recruiting. It's, it's, um, I'm passionate about it. I, I love coaching college athletics. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is a, uh, I, I consider it an absolute joke that I get to show up every morning and I get to coach college athletics. And I mean that oh, in the God. best way possible. Like it's, I, I have to pinch myself a lot of times that I'm fortunate enough to be able to do this. And, mm-hmm. and, and my, obviously my hope and my dream is, is that every kid gets a chance to experience that and gets to experience college athletics. Cause there's, there's nothing like it. It's the greatest thing in the world. And uh, obviously there's a lot of changes that are going on in, in collegiate athletics and you're having to adjust and you're having to turn and, and still coming out of COVID and all that sort of stuff. But um, trying to find the place as, as you navigate this, this recruiting process, trying to find the place that like it's a good fit for both sides and, and, if, if that sport that you're trying to get recruited in, if that doesn't work out for you, because there's a lot of times that it doesn't, w- would you love that school, right? Um, mm. Would you love the school that you're choosing and would you love um, still being around that area? Because that's a big piece of it, too, is uh, unfortunately, for a lot of different reasons, sometimes the athletic piece doesn't work out, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you want to make sure that that you're getting a good education and and you're, you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to take care of you and they're going to try to mentor you and they're going to try to love on you. And they're going to try to help you become an aspiring adult right at the end of the day. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm just fortunate that, that I, I get to use the the platform of a baseball field to, to teach life lessons and and work with a outstanding group of coaches and an outstanding
0: group of young men and, and, uh, just appreciate the platform today, man. Uh, Brandon, i seriously again i want to just say thank you man uh amazing talking to you what you guys are doing up there is great so uh i want to thank coach hunt for for taking some time to talk with us today go give coach hunt a follow on twitter x at coach b underscore hunt and go follow north dakota state baseball on twitter x and instagram at ndsu baseball and for more information on the ndsu baseball program visit gobison.com I'm your host, Ross Hawley. And on behalf of Showcase in College Baseball, I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the Showcase in College Baseball group page on Facebook or visit us at collegerecruitprep.com for more of our podcasts and content. We will see you next time.